The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to You All Gay. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And today, we're talking about Jesus-loving snake haters, work anxiety, and feeling depressed, and going through the motions with your emotions. Let it flow, baby. Let it flow, baby. Buckle up. It's another wild ride. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's Alien ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now, y'all gay. How's Portland? So far... Portland is good. I got in late last night, um, late last night around like 1030 to the Airbnb. So I'm there now and it looks like, well, it doesn't look like it's in a, it's in a really nice house and it looks like it's in the main bedroom. Yeah. You, one. Have, you look like you got the master suite. Yeah. And um, there are definitely, it's like definitely in someone's house, like in their room, like there's a family in, in the other oh. room. And, children yeah it's actually quite awkward <laughs> i'm trying to be quiet and polite um <gasps> but yeah it's um definitely like sticking around and uh being a little mouse yeah that's such a weird thing about like airbnbs like when you go and mm-hmm. then like the other person like is like oh you're home <laughs> yeah, um, it's like oh okay um that happened to uh, – I went to – I mean, when I was still living in Chicago, I took a visit to New York and, like, got this Airbnb in Chinatown and show up. And me and my friend are, like, in one room, and then, like, there's two roommates that live there. And I'm like, well, where are they staying? And, like, they had opened their door, and I took a peek in, and I'm like, oh, they live in this room on bunk beds. Ooh. And then they rent out. The uh, rest? Yeah. I'm like – I'm like, bruh, just moved to Queens or Brooklyn. Okay, but they bro. were like early 20s, so that's fine for bunk bed life, I suppose. Yeah, that's not that's not for me. That ain't for me. And then this morning I woke up and they had Nescafe and the little like, they made like a little mini kitchen Aww. where the washer and dryer is, like a cute little nook. And it was that instant coffee and it was bad. Um, so then I was like, well, I'm in Portland. It's known for coffee shops. Yeah. <sighs> Nothing around me. I found like a drive-through, weird little drive-through coffee shop. Did you walk through the drive-through? 
I had to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, didn't feel good. And then, uh, uh, yeah, you know, but, you know, I'm going to have dim sum later with some good pals. And, you know, I think, too, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stumble out into coffee. I think that to me, I don't know why I keep repeating that, but to me it was like a big thorn in my side this morning Um, looking for coffee, you know. I mean, I understand I'm no longer allowed to drink coffee, but boy, did I love it. I mean, it's it's a nice way to make, to wake up, you know, like. Uh, sorry, my still- other boss was texting me. Y'all, I'm really nervous. My boss told me to review any text or emails or calls for work. And I've never gotten that feedback before. And it's making me really nervous. They can't afford to lose you. That's what I'm going to say. That's how well, I feel I- every day. <laughs> I can't afford to lose you, baby. <laughs> I can't live baby, without come you. back. <laughs> 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 definitely how my mom feels now yeah oh my god y'all we have been texting we've been in a group text yeah we're in a group text you're you're in an individual text without me with yeah. my mom i tried to text my mom something and she just writes back i'm very busy texting with ever right now exclamation 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 yeah <laughs> we had a conversation well here's the deal it popped up on my phone <laughs> and it was an unknown number and you know when you see like a scam text and you can kind of click on it without reading it all? It yeah. was like, click the link on the bottom right. Kiss <laughs> emojis. And I was like, oh, this is a porn bot. And then when I it's my opened mom. the text, yeah, I saw the link was from Jib Jab. And <laughs> I was like, okay, this must be Miss Deborah. And, um, uh, and I noticed, or and then I was like, I know you talked about how your mom does jib jabs. And I opened it up and it was me as a gummy bear. <laughs> a sexy so gummy bear. And then at the end it says, bear. happy pride. Yeah, I liked that. I laughed really hard. It made me feel I'm going to rewatch it today to help calm down my anxiety for work. Yeah. I uh, And the one I'm going to have to try to figure out how to like screen record these or something so we can put them on the Instagram for the listeners to listen to y'all. Uh, I feel like I want to give a little backstory on my mama yeah. real quick. So, my mama, one of my best friend, she's absolutely hilarious. But uh, in 2019, she had a lot of medical issues, and she uh, ended up going into septic shock. And they did a procedure, and we really didn't we didn't know for like a month if she was going to live or die. What? She, if I didn't know for two weeks if she was going to wake up. Um, I moved home for three months. She ended up having um, her bowel perforated is what happened. She ended up having to get an ostomy bag and then got to where she was well enough to get an, a, a, a reversal so that she wouldn't poop out of the bag anymore. She would, you know, go to the bathroom normally and that had complications so she now has an open fistula on her stomach where that poop comes out of and she has to change the bandage multiple times a day sometimes it smells and is kind of embarrassing so um it's very hard for my mom to leave leave the house she really only leaves the house if she's going to like doctor's appointments or something just because 
with all her bandaging and stuff, like, you know, it's hard to get around and stuff. So this has just been so great and I think has meant so mm-hmm. much to her. Um, that really, I mean, the only people she really talks to is like my aunt, me and my brother. And so she, I like, she's like has a friend and like, I I really love love it. I love your mom. She just commented (laughs) on my Instagram story. Let me see what she said for you. (laughs) It's really funny. Hang on. I'm so sorry. Your mom. mom I just have to remember like every day that like we were so close to losing her that like just the fact that she's here truly is a miracle and just enjoy however Mm -hmm. much time I have left with her. I don't, I mean, hopefully it's going to be a long time, but this does like shorten your lifespan. The doctors have told us, but just in enjoying her as much as, as much as I can. And boy, is she a joy. (laughs) She's a joy. So right now, uh, she's commented on the one where I'm leaning against the staircase. They must pay you big money, all caps, money with wings emoji, money bag sign to take pictures of the sexiest man alive. <laughs> fire flame, fire flame, fire emoji, um, fire truck, and then ba ba boom. And then uh, she made a joke about me going to kindergarten. <laughs> what? Yeah, because somebody... Um, Somebody, our friend Brian posted a video of me oh. with back on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I sent her something. I was like, Mama, your your sexy pictures on there. I was like, Mama, I can't believe you haven't commented on Ever's new photos yet. And I have to read you what, what she wrote to me. She said, I was going to, but I don't know most of the LGBTQ words and phrases mean. You scare the hell out of me about using the wrong word for each <laughs> sexual identity and my whole life saying somebody was queer was the worst thing ever and now it seems to be in style so I decided to and then she's got like a zippy shut your mouth <laughs> like the zippy emoji for heaven's sake I'm old I'm sick and I just started a new med that's making me crazier <laughs> <laughs> for heaven's sake uh. oh and then I just uh, I didn't notice this one um, this podcast has just become us reading text. It's just reading mom. my mom. This should just be called reading my mama's text. But uh, I made I, I make a tweet maybe like once every three months. And today I tweeted because I was thinking about it yesterday. I was kind of down and out yesterday, but I was so horny. But I was like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, and I, so my tweet is just that a large part of my 30s has been me spending my time thinking about how horny I am, but being too tired to do anything about it. Uh, and mama just replied to that. This is nasty and completely inappropriate to share with the whole freaking world. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny, though. I know. Your tweet's funny. So funny. (laughs) Inappropriate. (laughs) Honey. (laughs) Mom, have you sent the things that you (laughs) send to my friend every day? (laughs) Are you just now meeting us? Yeah. <laughs> you raised me this to say things nasty. like that. <laughs> this is nasty. People have sex. I don't know what to I mean, tell you, Miss Deborah. I know. We're out here having sex. I'm doing it, One Ma. of us. <laughs> I'm still in a dry spell. <laughs> Man, one time she was, uh, it's before she got, got sick, she was, she called me and she was like, 
I'm ordering some dildos. Have you heard of the butterfly? And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) So she'll call me and say, but I guess it's appropriate just to say it to me, but it's not appropriate for me to say it to the world. What's the butterfly? She said it was something you clip clip on you on your clit and it flutters like a butterfly. No. (laughs) I said, sounds good. Don't fly away, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't a Cali pillow no more, mama. Um, <laughs> too funny, Mama. <laughs> uh, this is the this is the Miss Deborah podcast. This is the Miss Deborah podcast. Miss Deborah sure. podcast. This podcast is dedicated to Miss Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if she would go a week without saying something crazy, we could not talk about it. But I mean, she just she's giving it. me gold all the time. Hell yeah. Hell oh, you yeah, know where she... we're going out here this weekend? You're going to find some gold. <laughs> well, we're going, yeah, <laughs> finding some gold, but we're also going to the sports bra. My friend nice. is going to take me to the sports bra. Yeah. Tell, so tell the listeners what the sports bra is. So the sports bra is a lesbian sports bar owned by lesbians, operated by lesbians, and for lesbians. Nice. Right? Yeah. It's I was reading about it. I was like, this sounds great. Yeah. And also, like, I've, I've been reading more like lesbian and queer history. And right mm-hmm. now I'm reading a book called gay in LA um, when LA was gay. And, you know, in the fifties and sixties, there were quite a few lesbian bars, even throughout like Chicago and like everywhere. Yeah. Um, and the lesbian bars have obviously dwindled. Um, but there were so many in Los Angeles around my house. And yeah. like, there's none, and there's like, none there's in LA, none. right? There's um, a lesbian-owned bar that's for everyone, yeah. so it's not a, a gay bar. And then there's a pop-up. I don't know when they're going to get a brick-and-mortar store, yeah. store, um, but they do, like, lesbian events. Yeah. And shout-out to our awesome friends, Erica mm-hmm. Rose and Alina Street yep. of the Lesbian Bar Project, lesbian who have raised, like, project. so much money and brought so much attention Um to like the issue of like there used to be over like 200 like in the 80s there's like over 200 and now there's like mm-hmm. 22 I well think. i miss i really took for granted teas in andersonville mm. and i used to make fun of it i'd be like <laughs> uh teas bunch of old lesbians and now i'm like damn like teas like andersonville was it you know yeah. like that's where the lesbians were and now it's gay men um the, the first <laughs> girl i ever went on like a real date with mm-hmm. i met at tease who is this um her name was abby i don't remember her last name we dated Wait. for a little while and then it just um she was very into the sports um she was a professional diver what yeah it was really and she's like a little ball of muscle um yeah. She like off a diving board. Diver. Off a diving board, yeah, yeah. How do you, I wonder how you make that your profession? Like well, what do you do in the off season? She did it like in, I think all growing up, and then throughout college and competitively and stuff. And then 
she also did gymnastics and would and then began to coach diving and coach gymnastics. Ooh, that's a lot of flipping and twipping. But it was it was a hike. She lived like near Skokie. Damn, you know. Yeah, you dry humped in Skokie, so you know. I did dry hump in Skokie. I know exactly. That is a train to a train. Yeah. That's the yellow line. If you're in Chicago, that is the yellow line. It is out there. It's like, damn. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your week? How are you? Oh, well, <laughs> they found a widow cancer on my back. <laughs> they did? Well, they said there were cancer cells present. So they were like, it hasn't turned into full-blown cancer, but that I, like they did, they found something, did a biopsy. I remember. And that was months ago. And the biopsy, after they did it, it was, took like over a month to heal. It was so painful. And I like, and then they were like, hey, you got to get it taken out. You're going to need to do it. Like, you need to do it immediately, like within three months or something, because there are cancer cells present. And I kind of just, I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off because it was so painful. And I knew this is going to be like an even larger, deeper cut that they were going to do. But um, then my ex now friend, uh, Flynn, who I adore, um, had gotten melanoma um, this past year and are doing good and I've gotten it all taken care of. And they like I spoke to them and they like really inspired me. And we're like, you got to go like now mm-hmm. and go do yeah, it. Allie, you got to go do that. So so thank you, Flynn. I did it um, and I made my appointment Went. the needles were like the numbing. Uh-uh. I, I was like, I can't look at it. I was laying there and I was just crying my eyes out and I just couldn't help it. Um, it hurt so bad. But then when they actually like cut it out. I couldn't feel it. Like I could feel them like mm-hmm. tugging my skin, but and like pressure, but I couldn't like it wasn't painful. Right. Um and so yeah, they did that and then they did what scared me was they were in the middle of doing it and he was like there was a lot of blood. Like I was bleeding mm-hmm. a lot and he was like we got to get somebody in here. We need to cauterize and like they didn't plan to do that. So I was like what's wrong with me? So they Mm -hmm. cauterized it. I have an under layer of stitches and then I have a top layer of stitches and I'll get those out in like on May 31st, I'll get the top layer out and they'll know in like a week or so if they got it all or if they have to go back in. He felt pretty confident that he got it. So just hoping that's the deal. Um, This place, this is like a nice dermatologist. Like I was like so excited that my Medicaid (laughs) covered covered me going to this nice of a dermatologist and normally they have like freebie samples so melody went with me and we love skincare so i was like come on Mm -hmm. i was like babe and you can go get you as many freebies as you want in the bathroom and i went in the bathroom ain't have no freebies out isn't that weird the nicer the place the stingier the freebies i was like what the hell so after um they left um (laughs) the the room and I was getting my clothes back on I went in the drawer and took a bunch of freebies you did I'm a thief <laughs> not really but yeah they should have been offering you that you yeah. opened up the drawer that's so uh, I knew where it was from the last time I was there I was like I know where they're at 
They're right in there. For me. <laughs> and I came out with like my pants like all bundled up and Melody's like, what are you holding? I was like, open the bag. <laughs> yeah, like shut up, Melody. I got you some Cetaphil. Freebies. <laughs> Man, I put on, I've been moisturizing again, got my balms on. I wish y'all could see me right now. I've just got Aquaphor all over my face. Nice. Getting ready for these. Portland honeys. Hello. Respectfully. <laughs> Slip and slide all over my face, Portland honeys. <laughs> oh. I already cursed myself. Oh, what? Talking about the Portland honeys. Honeys, yeah. Mama last night sent me. Also, I'm so proud of you for getting for getting that taken care of, Allie. Like, Thank it's you. It's really important. It is important. Y'all, and you know yeah. what? You got to do it. If you got health insurance, then you're allowed to go like, um, and if you don't go to like a free clinic or somewhere like that and get Mm -hmm. a full body check. Um, yeah. And they didn't. Oh man. Yeah. Have you done it? Well, I haven't, I need to get a full body check, but I just remember the first time I ever did that, they called it an Oliver check and I thought it was an Oliver check. And I was like, yeah, like named after Dr. Oliver. (laughs) You just thought some dude named Oliver was going to come in. Yeah. So they're like, okay, remove all your clothes down to your underwear. And then they pulled back my underwear on my butt. And I went, all right. (laughs) I was so nervous. (laughs) I was like 23. I have this mole that's like underneath, like kind of in between my vagina and (laughs) uh, underneath my butt cheek. And the doctor. Remember when Melody was like, there's some things. Have you met my mother? I don't have a filter. Like, there's not one there. Okay, so right. you got this mole. The people need to know, even if they have a mole by their vagina, they should have a doctor look at it. And yeah, so he, so I felt kind of awkward. And he was like, well, are there any spots that you've noticed? And I said, well, there's this one I can't really see. And he was like, where? And then I like had to lift my butt cheek up and like bend over. And I was like, do you see it? And he was like, looks good. And I was like, all right, cool. But he looked at, at my scalp. I didn't know, like a little monkey does. He looked at my scalp. Really? And I I've didn't know about, that. I never, I didn't know you could get it on your scalp. And he looked at my, um, he just like pulled my underwear out and just kind of like, like moved my pubic hair around. But I didn't have any there. All clear. <laughs> <laughs> All clear. That's nice. Yeah, it's good. That's nice. <laughs> oh, y'all, I feel so nervous about my text from my boss. It's going like, to be okay, bud. I like, have I been like sending emails like with like LOL, TTYL? <laughs> but I'm looking through my inbox and I'm like, I, I've been sending I think just professional just emails. Ask it was there's something that he's referencing. But yeah. it doesn't sound, the email does not sound like, or the text didn't sound like they're like angry at you or anything. No, it's more like, hey, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. Anyways. Oh. So do you want, I think you should tell the listeners what you're doing in Portland. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, thanks, Allie. Nice redirect over here. I get really anxious about we'll work stop talking stuff, about listeners. my butt moles and, and listen to the important things <laughs> you're doing. My anxiety of work. Are y'all are y'all going to your jobs right now? Feeling anxious about it? Let me pile on my anxieties. Um, 
I am in Portland right now for the um, Butch is Not a Dirty Word issue number nine magazine launch. Yes. And yeah. So um, if they're on Instagram as Butch is Not a Dirty Word and they have um, a website and then they also do limited run print magazines. And are you going to get um, me one and sign it? That's what yep. I want for my birthday. I hope I hope I get copies. Um and Esther um, took photos of me and included me in the print. So I'm hoping I can see some photos. I'm hoping she can give me some photos Hell yeah. for the promos. And um, so it's a live event. We have two shows tonight. And one is at 7 and one is at 9. And people are reading their personal essays. It was about success and failure. And I did mine about um, self-worth. and um, Not being booked of- on the ha-ha-hotties. That was a really hard thing for me to let go, Allie. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Success and failure. <laughs> like, it's taken me a long time to get through. Um, no, so I'm doing stand-up for the show. They're like, hey, like, do you want to do stand-up instead? And I was like, yeah. Hell yeah. So, so is what you write about successes and failure, like under your picture in the magazine, are they like publishing what you wrote or is it just more so like they're talking about who you are? So I wrote about success and failure and I kind of, um, used personal, um, experiences and also focusing on, um, my own growth and journey through therapy, which is really nice Mm -hmm. and learning about self-worth and, I think we might have mentioned this on the last podcast, but really like accepting your self-worth has been really hard for me. I'm discovering. Um, And so that will be in the print issue. They might put it in the digital copy as well. I think sooner or later, but it might be behind a Patreon wall. Mm. And yeah, so then tonight's two shows, one at seven and one at nine. And uh, afterwards, I think we're going to the sports bra. Nice. Some mother bar. Yeah. I'm excited. Like, you know I, what? I, uh, I'm so happy you don't have to wear a sports bra at the sports bra. Oh, yeah. my God. I was excited. Like, honestly, I did go swim. Like, I can't wait to go swimming again. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking about that, too. I was like, oh, yeah, the sports bra. I was like, I don't wear those anymore. But I used to wear them all the time to keep my chest flat. Yeah. Um, but no, like, um, I'm excited about tonight. I'm also excited because this is a celebration of like butch bodies mm-hmm. and like masculine presenting bodies and like all shapes um, and forms and sizes and presentation, which I really enjoy. Like I used to feel very envious or maybe jealous or like, you know, judgmental towards other butch people. Oh. And I was like, oh, like I'm projecting. You know, there used to be like this size up of like, look at you. You know, like who do yeah. you think you are? And, you know, sometimes like I'll still catch myself doing it, but it's like two butches will always kind of like check each other out and then check out the girl they're with to be like, <laughs> uh, like, you know, it's like a weird competitive. Yeah. I'm sure it has to do with a lot of heteronormativity and like um, trauma handed down from the the 50s and 60s like just reading about lesbian history in general when they talk Mm -hmm. about like butch femme dynamics in the um 30s through the 60s it gets it's it's like oh this is where this mindset came from or this is why you know people act or identify in this way 
And I think for me, like being a butch person, it took me a very long time to accept that and embrace it because I always wanted to look like this. I always wanted to dress like this. I always wanted to like have this kind of haircut or I wanted to look more masculine, but I was embarrassed Mm -hmm. to present masculine because I didn't want to be... I guess seen as a fraud or seen as like I get that yeah a lot of times like like, I'll I'll have insecurities especially when I when I wasn't in a relationship and starting to go to mm -hmm. queer spaces that like oh I don't look gay enough that like I have to like you know nobody's gonna hit on me or want to go on a date with me because I don't present gay enough um, yeah. And like that was and then in, in try, and then you like internalize that and then you feel like you really aren't, you know, yeah, and then exactly. you kind of feel For like me. an outsider in your own community. Um, yes, I, I have that same feeling on the other side where it's like I feel like an outsider in the community. I feel like because I, I do look very queer, I do look very gay. I'm always and I think this might be from like my Texas or like Christian upbringing, like afraid that I'm coming across as a creep. So when I'm first meeting people or like if there's someone that I'm really into, I won't talk to them. I'll avert my eyes. It's really strange. But that feeling of like, it's the opposite feeling. Yeah. But it's the same. It's the same feeling of like, oh, I don't know. Or maybe I'm not butch enough or maybe they don't want to be with me because I do look. But it's like a weird it's a weird thing that we do. I mean, I was just like walking up to people and being like. Like when I before I got with Melody, I I identified as bi, and like I was like going to these like lesbian events and stuff, and I would show and I would literally like get drunk enough to have the confidence to be able to talk to somebody, and then walk up and I know I'd walk up and say, "Hi, I'm a bisexual. I'm here to meet people," and like <laughs> it never went well. Um, maybe a couple of times, but not really. Uh, but like I felt like like I like your straightforward. Like I that I needed to announce it because you're just going to immediately assume that like I'm here with a gay friend and mm-hmm. um not I'm just I'm gay I'm so um, gay um, I'm gay so. I, I'm gay and Take I'm so gay it. that last night I had a nightmare that uh-huh. I sucked a dick and in my dream I was just projectile I did it and then I was projectile vomiting everywhere and i woke up i woke up gagging did you really yes that's intense i know what a validating dream though yeah it's like yep i'm gay i'm gay and if you were like am i really that gay and the angel said yes yes you are that gay (laughs) we're gonna show you how gay you are that was not a dream that was a nightmare (laughs) yeah that was Yes, that was a literally a wake up call. <laughs> literally, you're gay. <laughs> you're gay. <laughs> hey, you're gay. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. <laughs> you're gay. Man, on this flight to Portland, I was surrounded by like, I kind of noticed this. I've never noticed this on a flight before, but there were like a bunch of kids, like under five. I don't know what the hell trip people were taking, but there it was a packed flight, and one kid just off topic <laughs> would screech like, like ah! and then it'd be like a call and response like birds do <laughs> and there was a little girl it was like me 
a dad and this little girl. And as soon as like one person would screech, one of the kids would screech from the top of her lungs, she'd be like, and then the kids behind me would do it. And then there would be like a little kid hand trying to like pinch her and be like, dude, dude, dude. And I was like, get. <laughs> I think you should have just joined in. <laughs> it was like a, uh, it, it was honestly like a practice in like, buddhist meditation of just accepting what is Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like this is what is man it's what it is this is what it is um do you meditate i did i did um your meditation things a few times oh yeah i need to do that again i've i've tried it's a bit difficult yeah like i like like to not think like i feel like when you meditate you're supposed to like think about nothing Mm -hmm. and i don't it's very hard for me to shut my brain off in that way. I think the like most meditative thing for me is like when I was doing hot yoga a lot, which now mm-hmm. it's like there's another COVID wave coming. Like I don't feel comfortable. I can't do hot yoga with a mask on. Like no, that I'll pass terrible. out. Um, but I would really love to get back into it because there's something about like the heat and like doing the moves and stuff that like my brain turns off. Like, I'm so yeah. focused on just, like, surviving. <laughs> yeah, so your meditation is, like, physical movement. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, and I really got to get back into it because it was very good for me. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like, I, I had started meditating again, and I think I need to. Yeah. It feels good. I, I will say, like. This episode again is all over the place, but whatever. But every episode, episode is. is. <laughs> <laughs> I think for a long time there was like a bit. There's a good chunk of time this past year where I lost, I think, all faith and any spirituality that I held, mm. and that felt very scary to me. And. I'm finding myself kind of going back into that pattern. I'm like, ooh, I need to start meditating, even, Mm -hmm. you know, like figuring it out. Because I had started to do it again, and it felt really nice. But I can feel, um, I can feel it creeping up again. And I also um, just got a little email notification, and I keep telling my coworkers that I go by they, them, and they've yet again said I've CC'd her on an email. And of course, it's a sit hell, like sit hit white male. I'm like, dude, I get that it's new for you, but at least I'm going to. But also, him. like, I can almost understand more so if like it was it was a um, adjustment for me. Like we've known mm-hmm. each other 13 years. And that's true. I'm trying to give him like the benefit no, of the doubt. But no, fuck this guy. Like, but it's. I can see like. In, in speaking but if you're typing you have you have right. the wherewithal and you have the option to be like because even like if i accidentally use the wrong pronoun i mean my mind immediately goes oh i mean this right um and so your mind's gonna do that too so it's just like no you're just a jerk yeah you're just not listening to me at all yeah so Anyways, um, so we're getting our spirituality back, and now we're we gonna really pray. Pray. I, d- I thought I had silenced my notification. That, that man on my gets phone bit by a bumblebee. By a snake. 
Oh, I did. I am worried about snakes this year, y'all. What? Where at? My mom's already shot two snakes. God dang it, Mary Lou. <laughs> They've already shot two snakes in their backyard. It's not even. Rattlers? It's not even. Yeah, rattles. Oh, man. They, it's not even summer yet. It's May. Oh. They shot them in May. Usually these snakes come out in like June, July in that heat. Oh, my God. And they're shooting them now. Y'all got to get some cats out, like some outdoor cats. Well, they do got a cat. They do got some outdoor cats. Good, okay. But that's how they spot them because the cat goes nuts. Yeah. And then they're like, I guess I'll go shoot this snake. Dang. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's scary out here, y'all. These snakes be out that's here. That's pretty hot, though. Like the idea of Mary, Mary Lou on the back Mary porch, Lou. like, chuk, chuk, boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Just blowing her body through the house. And she's like, come on, cookie. <laughs> Let's go smoke some Virginia Slims. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that like, picture. <laughs> she, that needs she to be like, your next art piece. <sighs> My mom just shooting <laughs> snakes. I mean, I think I've talked about it before. The horniest I've ever heard my mom talk was when my dad shot a rattlesnake. And that rattlesnake just went up into the air. Your daddy shot that rattlesnake and that body just went in the air. That snake body. Ooh, your daddy got that snake in one shot. I was like, hang up the phone. And yeah. Go up. Why are you? This ain't it, mom. Um, Ooh, you're, I'm so proud of your daddy. Talking about snakes. He shot that snake's head off. Your your account, Lesbian Snakes, Yeah, that you have. um, I need to get back on it. You got to get back on it. it. And mom, mom, I mean, mom called me and was like, mom thinks that there's like a lot of men that are trying to get at her on Instagram. She's Uh like, she'll send me a picture and she'll be like, look at this creep. (laughs) It's just... Some guy that like wants to follow, and she's like, "Oh, don't worry, I uh, I said no, and I block." And I was like, "Okay, that's great, mom." And but a lesbian snake, she goes, "And I got this one guy coming after me all the time. Some some woman's interested in me. Lesbian snakes. It's like constantly <laughs> um, being suggested to her." And I'm oh, and man. I just died laughing. And mom's like, you tell me, how the hell's a snake a lesbian? And I'm like, I was like, I, I, it's just a joke, mom. I was like, it's it's actually ever. And <laughs> and she was like, what? Well, does ever have any more of them? Because now she wants all of them. She wants to follow all of them. Oh, FSU. my God. And then she starts talking to me. She's like, I hate snakes. I hate them. I was like, I hate them too, mom. And she's like, you know what? I wish all snakes were lesbians so they couldn't have any babies. <laughs> my God, Hell mom. yeah. Deborah, Deborah's out here. Deborah and my mom should team up. They really should. Snake haters, snakehaters.com. <laughs> Jesus loving hate snake hate snake, snake haters. Jesus loving <laughs> Jesus loving snake haters. Yes, our mamas are too. Jesus, Jesus loving, loving snake, snake haters. haters. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> Jesus loving snake haters. <laughs> hey, where did you get your shirt? What does that mean? <laughs> hey, we gotta get that merch. Jesus we do snake haters. Jesus loving snake haters. Snake haters. I liked your idea too. Of I have this listeners. I have this sweatshirt that my mama and granny had made 
on their vacation in 1996. And they did that thing where they like photo imposed like my mama and my granny's face on like these hot like bodybuilder women's bodies. Ooh, yeah. And it's on this old sweatshirt. And then like in puffy letters, it says like vacation 96. And it's like one of my favorite sweatshirts. Never <laughs> I love was like that it says vacation 96 <laughs> in it. <laughs> I, I got the picture hanging on my wall too. I love that picture. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, y'all let us know. So Tell us what 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 merch would you be interested in seeing from y'all gay? We need to see it. Yeah. We we need to see it. We need to make it. Yeah. We can get it um, made. My cousin has a great t-shirt business. You didn't tell me that. Yes, my cousin. Why Tana. don't we do it then? Oh, we Why definitely we do can it? do it. She made some merch for me before. Um, honeybee oh, the, print in North Carolina. The um, cowboy stuff. Mm-hmm. The cowboy boots. Yes, that was your cousin. Yeah, that was my cousin. Oh hell yeah! We got to get your cousin to make us um, snake haters. Yes. Jesus loving snake haters. Yes, Jesus loving snake haters. Snake hater. These Jesus loving snake haters. <laughs> Better get the hell off my lawn. These Jesus-loving snake... Oh, for Jesus-loving snake hater, can you go already? Take the right turn. Oh, Jesus-loving snake haters. (laughs) Hit the gas already. That's what I'm going to say now. Jesus-loving snake haters, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'm fighting a depression. I can feel the wave coming in. I don't need a snake coming after me right now. now. Dealing with enough in my own mind. (laughs) It's a crescendo happening right now, listeners. It's coming in. Jesus loving snake haters. <laughs> I love that we can be so honest with y'all. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'd really like to go snorkeling sometime, but I'm really scared of a snake snake. I saw that in um, Australia. They got real bad sea snakes. Did you see the one? Australia. Er- everything there everything kill you. Is- everything will kill you in Australia. <laughs> That's why they got that goofy accent and throw you off a little. <laughs> don't be listening to that accent you need to be looking where you're walking okay yeah there's a kangaroo about to come out the bush punch you in the face and then a scorpion's gonna sting you, sting you. and then guess what lion do they got lions there yes hyenas. and they got hyenas australian tt they got crazy snakes there they do almost every single lesbian snake that i used to pull came from Australia, but there's this one thing where this surfer's on a, you know, he's laying down on a surfboard mm-hmm. and he's just paddling, and the thing is like, surfer almost gets bit by the most venomous sea snake in the world, and he just goes doot, and it goes away. But what? he was that close. Yeah, I guess their bite can kill you in like ten seconds. Dang, dang. I mean, that ain't right. That is terrifying. I'm going so to the this- beach tomorrow. Thank God Wait. I ain't in Australia. Yeah, there's some other kind of sea snakes, sea snakes you got to work out, look out for there. <laughs> when we first went to Reese Beach, I remember just hanging out and there was a guy kind of hanging out by me and we were talking. And then when he left, I was like, this man was taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Do you remember when we were there? There was a man down like right where the like waves were crashing in and mm-hmm. he was just laying face down in the sand. With his butt facing the waves. And I think he must have had a banana hammock on. Um, uh, and so it was like a thong. But it looked like he was just buck naked. And so he was just laying there and just letting the wave just like come up his butt and back down. Just seemed like he was uh, having a great time. I honestly 
I love the freedom of free speech. I do, to too. To be honest. I, I, I can't like, really take my tits out and stuff tomorrow because of my, I got to, like, bandage myself up and oh wear, no. like, a, a one-piece and stuff because of my spot. But I'm still going to go. And I don't worry. I'm going to wear lots of sunscreen and bring my tent. Hell, yeah. I love your you tent. You know, I got to have my tent to piss in. I already packed my pee cup. Ugh. I'm ready to roll. I honestly had a great time in that tent. I would get hot, and then I would, um, I would just hang out with you in that that sea tent. I love it. That beach tent. I think that's what I want for my birthday. Oh, I already sent you something else, but I can find your beach tent too. No, I'm thinking about getting that. Oh, okay. For my birthday. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to go to the beach and get. I can't wait. You didn't have to give me nothing. I got you a little something. Ooh, You're special to, me. Uh, special to me. Me and Melody, Melody's best friend from childhood, is the cutest little girl that I just absolutely adore. And whenever I come, I bring her like a little present when we go to Connecticut to visit her. And mm-hmm. her, she has one stuffed animal that's like hers. And like everything else, she has to learn how to share with her cousins and her friends. But her mom told her, she's like, okay, but like, for Spot, which is this little dog she has, she's like, you don't have to share Spot because he's very special to you. And so now, Cece, I brought her this toy and her cousin wanted to play with it. And she just kept grabbing it. And she's like, no, it's very special to me. It's very special to me. And so me and Melly do that all the time. I tell Melly all the time, you're very special to me. You're very special to and me. You're very special to me. Hey, you're very special to me. Yeah. Well, listeners, y'all are very special to us. You're very special to us, listeners. We appreciate you um, and all that you do. And um, I'm not going to apologize for going on a wild ride today. Mm-mm. I just am present with my emotions. I feel I like every I feel. time you hit play, that's what you signed up for. You knew it. And today, we were a little, I was, yeah, I'm feeling my emotions. That's all right. And I that's mean, all right. I, what, now we're like... Five, now y'all know us. Five, now. six days off weed, so I'm feeling all my emotions. I've been crying about three times a day. Melody Get called me a little bit out. ago. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm making banana bread crying about Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus loving snake hater. <laughs> you got a lot on your plate, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, tell a friend. Um, we're we're about over 12 12,000 listens now. Yeah. Across all platforms, which is exciting. That's very exciting, especially for a yeah. newer podcast. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And we appreciate just hanging out with y'all. Um, you know, stay stay snake hating. Keep hating them snakes and wear that sunscreen. Mm hmm. I'm Ever Maynard. I'm Allie Clayton. And y'all are gay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. The tea is crystal queer, y'all. Y'all say y'all gay. It's Alien ever here, y'all. We got a lot to talk about, so let us ask you now, y'all gay. Of learning new languages with Babbel. And if you want to learn a new language this year, I guarantee it'll be one of your favorite sounds too. It's Babbel time. Y'all know I have learning disabilities. I'm dyslexic and have ADHD. And I love that with Babbel, you can go at your own pace. And each convenient course is only 10 minutes. 
10 minutes a day, y'all. That's all it takes to learn a new language. And with Babbel, you can learn everything you need, like how to have real-world conversations, from vocabulary words to basic phrases to culture. Like, y'all could hang with Babbel. Plus, what I really like is that Babbel has speech recognition technology that I think some of our more Southern listeners will love because it helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Everybody knows my accent's thicker than a nine and a quarter hot dog on a summer night. And Babbel actually understands me, y'all. One thing I really love about Babbel is the content I'm learning is personalized. I get real-time feedback, tracking, and visualizations that help me stay focused and motivated. That's why 15 hours with Babbel is equal to one university semester. Y'all, that's the most university I've done. Y'all, it is 2024, and it's time to be the best you with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. So here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash y'all gay. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash y'all gay, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash y'all gay. Rules and restrictions may apply. <laughs> 